When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Dart Depot is proud to be partnering with SENZ to bring you the very best in darts. 180! Talking darts, this is At The Oki on SENZ. You are listening into the At The Oki podcast special with Ben Francis as we break down all the tungsten drama from the PDC World Darts Championship. Day 7 action is now behind us and so is the first round as the remaining few games were completed earlier today. A little later on I will reflect on all the first round matches and share my thoughts on who stood out and who didn't. So from now till Christmas will be all second round ties with plenty of big names still to come. We will touch on the first round results a little later, but first, Michael Van Gerwen showed the darting world exactly why he is the favourite to lift the Sidwardale Trophy for the fourth time after a comprehensive 3-0 win over Louis Williams. Across the three sets, Van Gerwen dropped just one leg, and in the second set alone, he averaged 125, finishing just shy of 102 for the game. Afterwards, speaking to media, he sent a huge warning to the rest of the field. Overall, I think uh, um, uh, it's not that I have to give away messages anymore. You know, people know what I'm capable of, and when I when I keep performing what I did tonight, then the rest will come automatically. But everyone always thinks it's easy, but it's not easy. I have to fight for it really hard as well. Uh, But I'm feeling comfortable, and that's, for me, at at this stage in the tournament, really important. Is this the best you've felt coming into a World Championship in a few years? Yeah, but I felt really good last year as well. And I've been taken out last year because due of COVID, but that's gone, that's history. So you need to look to the future, and the future looks bright for to me, for me. Like you really enjoyed the walk on as well, an electric atmosphere. Oh, the, yeah, that, that was a really, really, really nice. Of course, they were all cheering my name. They were really supporting me, and that gives you confidence. It gives you joy. It gives you pleasure. And I hope I gave them something back as well. And I'm always trying. I always try, of course, my absolute best. But uh, I think they enjoyed. Okay, congratulations. Thank you. But if I play well, I make statements automatically. Because they know what I'm capable of and they know my, my goal, my targets. They, they all know that. It's not a secret. They, uh, it's known for everyone. So I need to do just turn up. That's what I have to do. Of course, we will be nice, but uh, it's been a long year and uh, it's not finished yet. So we, I have to battle t- till the end. And this is only the first game for me. It's the second round in the World Championship. So I need to make sure I keep doing this if I want to win this tournament. You're welcome. Yeah, Michael, um, obviously, you've had an incredible year. How far do you expect to go? How far do you expect to go? Is that a question? Yeah. Really? What do you think? What do you think? What, what does the rest do? Yeah, of course. I want to win this tournament. That's how it is. 
I don't think anything else. Uh, anything else is, of course, a disaster for me. But that standard I created for myself, and uh, not that's a problem, but it makes it harder for me. But I know I'm capable of doing that, and to put pressure, more pressure on my shoulders. Uh, yeah, gets the targets bigger, gets everything bigger, but. Uh, also gets my belief bigger, and I believe in my own op- opportunities, abilities, and I'm looking forward to the next one. Next up for Van Gerwen is Mentor Sulovic or Mike Dedeka. That should be fairly easy, regardless of who he plays. Earlier we saw fan favourite Josh Rock dismantle Cullen Reds, who became the second seeded player to fall at the World Champs. Rock came out on top 3-0, and I was expecting a much closer game, but in the first set, Reds missed darts to win, and Rock punished him, and it seemed like the Newcastle throw of Reds never got his confidence back. Rock is Nathan Aspinall, and my God, that is going to be a juicy clash. I am not looking forward to making my prediction for that one, but if you go by what Josh Rock has to say, you might want to back him. The Josh Rock hasn't come out yet, but at the same time, it's hard for everybody to perform the way they want to on that stage, because we're all there for a reason. We all want to be world champion, so I need to wake up. Coming into this game, a lot of people saying it might be a, a thriller, like a 3-2, you know, a long-distance game. Were you mentally preparing for that kind of game? Oh, of course it was. I was expecting Callum to play a lot better than he did. Callum missed far too many doubles, and at the same time, I missed far too many doubles. It was a really scrappy game that came down the doubles, but luckily I, the guts, they hit the doubles when they needed to, so I'm happy enough. All year on the tour, you've been hitting the big numbers. Um, do you feel if you'd been pushed today or in the previous match, it would have come out on the, on the stage? I think if Callum played better than he did, I think it would have performed better. But I knew Callum wasn't up to his game and then so me being silly, I slacked down, to be quite honest, but that's that starts for you. You seem a little bit frustrated that you've not been able to produce your best game here so far. Yeah, I still am frustrated, but at the same time <laughs> it's hard when you're on that alley pally stage. As I said again, we're all here for a reason. We want to be world champions, so you're obviously gonna try the eggs but harder, but I need to just settle down, but I think I'll settle down far better now and going home with my family Christmas and I'll be far better when I come back and I promise that now. And your first game back, what a mouthwatering clash that is against Nathan Aspinall. He certainly, you know, be, can't fail to be a good game naturally, can it? That'll be a really good game because obviously he'd be out to beat me from last time European Championships but I know I'd beat him, I know I'm going to do it again. Also in round two action, we saw Mervyn King take a two-set lead against American Danny Baggish, and in fact, he actually missed one dart for a whitewash win, but Baggish battled back to level things up and even led in the final set, but King, playing in his 28th consecutive world champs, used his experience to get over the line. Well, he wasn't looking for that, but he's got double two in his sights. Yeah, and he did score two to win a great game, Mervyn King. And Mervyn King will face the winner of Rob Cross or Scott Williams. I don't see him beating whoever he has to play in that one. That will be tough regardless. In other second-round clashes, we saw Gabriel Clements ease past William O'Connor in straight sets. Clements produced a 95-average 4-180s with the highlight being a beautiful 1-3-2 finish. Another there will leave double 16 for the champagne shot. A sparkling finish from Gabriel Clemens. Well, the 1 3 1 to win the second set was epic, but that was full of fizz. I do love a bull bull double 16, and so does the big German. 
He will now face James Wade or Jim Williams post-Christmas. We also saw Dave Chisnell battle back from a slow start against Andrew Gilding to reach the third round. Chisnell lost the opening set but bounced back to win 3-1 with an average of 97. Both players also threw seven 180s. Two match starts, probably, if he's allowed back to the board. Andrew Gilding will try and shut the door in his face. Spectacularly on double 18. Adrenaline in that dart from Andrew Gilden. That would have been a real steal. A nervy leg. Almost found that little bit of quality needed. But Dave Chisnell is going to get two match darts. Should get two match darts. Stay straight on the 18. And to recover from two legs down in this fourth set. And avoided a second set. And Dave Chisnell has done that. Next up for Chizzy is fellow St. Helens thrower Stephen Bunting, who overcame American Leonard Gates 3-1 in the final match of Day 7. Now let's quickly touch on the last of those first-round ties, which began Day 7 action, and the first one was quite incredible between Darius Labanowskis and John O'Shea. Darius led 2-0 in the first two sets, only for John to battle back and win each of them. Then Darius rattled off three straight sets to win the match. Is that the chance come and finally gone for John O'Shea? Lavalaskis wasn't watching. 16. Well, by that reaction, he does not expect to come back. Those are nowhere near. Is it a miracle third? Yes! Yes! The comeback complete from 2-0 down. Lucky D was certainly lucky all right as he held his nerve for that incredible win. The final first round match saw Martin Klemacher against Chinese qualifier Si Chen Han who actually hit four 180s but they were in vain as he suffered a loss. So this was the fifth year the world champs had the 96 player format with the top 32 players in the world entering in the second round. And I must say being completely honest the overall standard of the first round I felt was quite below par compared to previous years. Looking at some of the stats in the first round and I must admit I am taking some of these from Matthew Edgar the former PDC player go check out his YouTube page Edgar TV the combined overall average from all the first round games combined was 87.07 which is the second lowest in the five years of this format and actually just 17 players scored above that of those 17, three of those are not regular PDC Tour players, whether that's the PDC Tour, Challenge Tour, Developmental Tour, Women's Series, etc. And those were Raymond Smith and Ben Robb, who were among those to have a higher average than the median. I think Ben Robb was around 89 and Raymond was around 92. I must say the match of the first round was definitely Scott Williams against Ryan Joyce. Both players averaged over 100. There were 10 180s and some ton plus finishes too. So overall, it was a high quality affair. And when you look back, probably one that wasn't deserving of the first round because it was that good. I must give it a nomination as well to the Jim Williams against Sebastian Bialecki win. Uh, that was absolutely incredible. The standout player for me in the first round was definitely Scott Williams, and I cannot wait to see his second round clash against Rob Cross. The other player that has also impressed, but he's already qualified for the third round, was Alan Souter. Keep an eye out on Alan Souter. He is going to cause some damage, whether it's this year or in upcoming World Champs. He is one guy who I would dread facing in the draw, and he could face either Danny Noppet or David Cameron, and 
even if he does face beats a Danny Noppet, he could then face a Gabriel Clements or a James Wade, and there's a very good chance he could reach those quarterfinals. So he is a real dark horse based on the way he's playing. But what about the worst? Well, I would have to say that the Jamie Hughes against Jimi Hendrix clash was probably the least enjoyable match. As I explained yesterday, a very slow pace, a lot of missed doubles all contributed. Actually, though, there were quite a lot of games where there were heaps of doubles missed. I remember Danny Jansen's win. He missed a lot of doubles, and even the Grant Sampson Keane Barry 2 uh, game as well. That one had lots of missed doubles. I also felt that the first round games lacked any true fight backs. Once players got ahead, they almost certainly cruised home more often than not. I know Darius Labanowskis had that incredible comeback, but that is a massive outlier. I'm not saying that's the case for everyone. That's just my observations compared to previous years where you would often see a lot more fight backs. And a few players have lost their tour cards as a result of losing in the first round. Gert Nietzsche's, Neil Zonavald, Keegan Brown among them. Just recapping all those results now from Day 7 action. Darius Labanowskis beating John O'Shea 3-2. Martin Clearmaker beating Zichang Han 3-0. Josh Rock demolishing Cullen Reds 3-zip. Dave Chisnell over Andrew Gilding 3-1. Then in the evening session we had Mervyn King. Danny Bagish 3-2 to Mervyn King. Gabrielle Clements 3-0 over Willie O'Connor. And boy, Gabrielle Clements was very impressive. Michael Van Gogh with a standout performance, you'd have to say, thus far. 3-0 over Louis Williams. And then Stephen Bunting beating Leonard Gates 3-1. Day 8 action sees 8 second round ties. Now there's going to be some very good games, but I must say the day after is where they get really, really juicy. Christoph Ritaisky against Danny Jansen to kick off day eight. Then Ryan Searle against Adam Gavlas. Mitzis Sulevich, Mike Dedeka, and Dirk van Dijdenboot against Karl Sedilakic. I must say, I think the PDC, the top 32 guys, will win all those ones. Ritaisky, Searle, and Sulevich. I think the Czech thrower... Cedar Check could give Dirk van Dijdenboda a bit of a run for his money. And then Gary Anderson against Majus Razma to kick off the evening session. I'd say Gary gets home in that one, but I don't know how far he'll actually go. And he's defending a lot of money this year, don't forget. James Wade, Jim Williams, really looking forward to this one. I would like to see Jim Williams beat James Wade, but James is a quality player and he's always performing at these world champs. Luke Humphreys at Florian Hempel. This should be an easy one for Luke Humphreys considering how Florian played in that first round, but do not discount him, but I am picking Luke Humphreys to win that one. And then Vincent van der Voort, Cameron Menzies. Uh, once again, I think van der Voort probably gets up in that one, but expect that to be close. Tune in tomorrow as we recap all those games and preview the last few games, which will be day nine, before Christmas there are some great games coming up on that one and I can't wait to preview with those don't forget wherever you get your podcast from don't forget to rate and subscribe to at the Oki we'll catch you again tomorrow